Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Diaz Trade Law, your customs expert. Today on South Florida Business Radio, we have Jay Jiggins with Finesse Corporate Wellness. Welcome, Jay. Hi, Lee. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to learn what you have going on. Please share a little bit about Finesse Corporate Wellness. How are you serving folks? Sure. Um, well, we service three or four types of t- clients, really. We work with corporations and businesses doing employee fitness programs, and that can be anything from small businesses like a five-person law group, for example, that only has a conference room where we push everything back and do fitness classes right there to thousands of people in a business that has a wellness suite. So we do uh, fitness for them, and we also do team builders and wellness productivity workshops, etc., back clinics, that kind of thing. We also work with hotels, which is a huge demographic for us. We're providing guest experiences for them. So the hotels contract us, much like a cruise ship would, when you have all those fun things going on at cruise ships, we're doing those fun things at hotels. Everything from fitness to fun games like blackjack in the pool or uh, golf on the side of the pool, obstacle courses, etc. And then we do one-on-one personal training and fitness classes for individuals and luxury residences. We run their gyms and their community programming by the pool. So what was the genesis of the idea? How did this come about? Well, I'll give you a quick synopsis on my background. But when I was very young, I was in entertainment. I was a singer and dancer working on cruise ships. So there's that component that brings all the fun stuff to the party. I then went on to open my own gyms. So I have 10 years of owning gyms and 20 years in the fitness uh, industry. And during my, I'm from London, if you didn't notice an accent. <laughs> um, and I came over here because of the cruise ships. But once I got to uh, Miami, I, I intended, once I actually landed here with, with work in mind, I intended to open my own fitness business at the time. But I got recruited um, without kind of me knowing, but by a company that runs pool and beach management for major hotels. Um, and so I worked with them very much so in the hospitality industry and loved it. And what I really saw with the hospitality industry is it's not the big chandelier that pulls someone in, but it's the experience they have at the place. So some of the smaller, more boutique hotels were doing better than some of the grand hotels, really because they were giving a better experience. So I kind of combined all of my, you know, work-life experience, the, the fun activities, the hospitality industry and the fitness, and came up with something that worked for both corporations creating a, an employee wellness program that really benefits people p- people and makes them more be- uh, productive and also something for the hotels that creates this wonderful guest experience that keeps people coming back. So now as you expand, let's talk a little bit about the corporate side. There's a lot of research that says, you know, kind of corporate wellness programs are really beneficial in terms of uh, employee retention, employee productivity, it sounds like you have kind of your own unique spin on how to really uh, maximize that experience for the corporations. Is that a difficult sell for you or is that something that they're already, their mind is already open to the benefits of corporate wellness? So to hear, uh, you know, you add your jazz hands element to the <laughs> corporate wellness, uh, it, it, is it something that's an easy kind of um, thing for them to embrace? 
It's a good question, Lee, because it's definitely got easier in the last few years. Um, Ten years ago, this was a much harder sell. sell. People weren't investing in their teams and really it was all about bottom line and they didn't see the benefits. But there is a huge financial benefit to the company to offer these type of things. Um, When you take into account the sick days, the unproductivity, but more important than that, if your team are not, if your team members are not happy at work, They're going to leave. And the cost, we all know, especially in this labor shortage that we currently have, the cost to hire people and to keep people is so expensive. We put all this money into hiring, then we train, and then we lose them, and then we start back in the beginning. Well, this kind of helps in two ways. First of all, they see this as a value. The the employee sees this as a value and that their company is giving back, which retains them in a way that they feel committed to a company that's giving back to them. But even more important than that, the fact that we have teams doing these things together, whether they're fitness classes or employee wellness workshops that we do, which we have a ton of, it actually brings the teams together. And once you build friends in a place and people that you actually enjoy working with and bond with them, you are much more likely to stay at a company. So there's all of those benefits, plus the fact that insurance companies, it reduces the, the company's insurance costs. So they're actually quids in and not actually losing any money. And now companies are starting to see that. So um, it definitely is helping. It's becoming much easier sell. We have people coming to us much more frequently. I used to be cold calling these things and telling them of the benefits and insisting that this was a good thing. Now that's not the case. Now we have people coming to us um, constantly saying, you know, not only do we see the benefit of having less sick staff or more productive staff, but the commitment level to the company is huge. And then we're not just doing fitness. You know, we're doing a lot of fun stuff um, that we're doing uh, these team builders that really get them out twice a year or quarterly if they want them to, where they're doing fun stuff that is physical and strategic and bonding and and that so we do a mixture of these companies we do the employee fitness and these team builders and wellness retreats that really kind of um bond the team to them and i think i have to say in my opinion that's really the magic of, of what we do for the companies it's keeping the team you know keeping them invested and not just coming in clocking in and clocking out now is the um, is this attractive to a certain niche of industry uh, like I you know you hear about the startup community that loves this kind of stuff uh, maybe more of the creative folks at agencies marketing firms but is it also avail you know are are like manufacturers and and more kind of um, maybe less traditional places more open to this nowadays yeah 100% i mean i think it's across the industries that it's important um, because as I said, like, it's not just about the physicality, but about the bonding. But where we really, uh, lawyers companies is huge for us, uh, lawyers, attorneys offices, because they're, they're very stressed, incredibly stressed. They're stuck at desks. They're leaning over computers. They're working insane hours. And some of the companies we work with are doing something that I think is really wonderful. They're mandating it into the day. So if their day is eight till five, uh, 10 or 11, you have to choose from three types of fitness class, but you have to go do one. And I think that's amazing because, you know, some people left a choice, they'll just stay at the desk and they need it and they want it, but they want to get their work done. But when it comes from the company that we're mandating this, you have to leave your desk at 10 or 11 a.m. and go do something. You've got a choice of three different. So we're doing six classes in those two hours and they can choose and they just go into these classes and then they feel better and they're not worried about, you know, getting their fitness in after hours of work or cutting into their family time. And so we're seeing a lot more of that. So people are really getting on board with it. 
And then when you have kind of that buy-in from leadership and you and you see the leaders participating, it's a lot easier to get kind of the rank and file employees to kind of go along. Exactly. 100%. It really does. All of these things, they come from the top. It can't be an initiative from a subcommittee that put it together and it's got no backing, you know. Now, when you're working with the hotels, is this something that the hotels are doing to differentiate themselves from the other hotels? Or is this something that um, is the same thing that's happening in corporate wellness, that it's just kind of these kind of experiences are just built into um, hotel experiences nowadays? Uh, the answer to question is yes to both, actually. I mean, I just saw uh, studies this past week at the uh, Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association that um, 98% Hilton did a survey and 90%, 98% of travelers mentioned that they needed a wellness component to their vacation in order to decide on where to stay. So I think with people becoming much more health and wellness conscious, um, hotels are seeing that they have to provide something number one. Um, but number two, yes, it definitely differentiates a hotel from another. I mean, our market, certainly here in Florida, but everywhere now that, that has hotels, you know, it's flooded. There's wherever there's a hotel, there's one next to you. Um, and how do you make a decision on where you're going to stay? The other thing that we do that's pretty unique is we have a signature method of making sure we get a TripAdvisor review from the guest right after whatever activity it is that we're doing which of course people are reading reviews all the time now and if you're reading a review and it says a place is great and they're doing all this fun stuff of course you choose that place over the next so it's a great guest experience that is a memory in their brain that makes them come back to that property it's a great sales tactic because when someone sees the review they choose that one over the other so it builds occupancy um, it also enables them to charge higher room rates and resort fees. Um, but it's really a give back that the guests become more loyal to. And if they're looking for wellness anyway, it also serves that need. Does it also help the hotel um, kind of differentiate themselves from the Airbnbs and those kind of homes that are being rented for kind of a, a you know, if somebody wants just a bed, they, that's different than the person that wants an experience. 100%. And I think it's also that thing that when people are price conscious and they're looking at the Airbnb, for example, um, it really is, well, why stay at a hotel? I could stay at an Airbnb for this amount of money. Well, this is why you stay at the hotel. This is what you get. You get all of this. It's not just a bed at a hotel. Whereas if you're not doing these kind of things, then, then you know, it's a, it's a pool and a bed. So you can get that in an Airbnb. So absolutely, I think it's what what helps to secure the hotel as a hotel and not a competition to the Airbnb. Now, uh, do you have any advice for other folks that are uh, kind of leading an organization like yours when they're dealing with something that is, uh, it, it, the ROI of it is is there, but it's not maybe as obvious. So you have to kind of communicate the value maybe in, using different language and then uh, in a different way than a person would that has a more straightforward ROI. Can you explain how you've been able to communicate that value um, effectively? Sure. I mean, I think that the different types of clients we, we work with, mostly we're business to business, right? So business to business, the businesses have some kind of budget. It's finding out what their pain point is. What is their headache? What can you serve them with? And really trying to do some homework before just trying to sell to them. Um, and so often when we are 
talking to clients, we try to find out before we even try to sell our stuff. It's, you know, what are you doing? What are the problems you're running into? What would you want your business to do better, your hotel to do better, your whatever it is we're speaking to? Um, and, you know, you'd be surprised on what we can help you with. And once we find out what their pain point is, of course, it's selling straight to that. So the hotels is often, um, you know, we're losing our business to our competitors or my front desk staff are insane because they have to keep giving back resort fees because people are not happy. They're saying, what benefit am I getting for this resort fee? I don't even drink the coffee in the morning or take the bottle of water. Um, for the corporations, again, it's, you know, we're losing too many staff. Um, everybody's sick. You know, uh, no one's bonding anymore because we have so many remote workers. So it's just really a case of listening to the problems of your customer and then seeing how you can serve them more than the return on investment for them. I think once you feed into their pain point, the budget kind of goes out of the window. And then, of course, you can you can mention how we save you money. Definitely with the corporations, it's easy to see. And with the um, hotels, it's, you know, if they want to do this kind of guest experience, which more and more do, if they had an on-site recreation manager, not only would they be paying them a salary and dealing in a business that's not something they do. I mean, they're in the business of running hotels, not running guest experiences, but they have to hire, fire, pay the taxes on that person, workers' comp, all of these kind of things, insurance, liability. None of that they have to worry about with us. We curate it. We take care of all of those things. Our company comes on site. We do what we do. We leave and you don't have to worry about it. So I think the lack of headache is the, is the big point. Now, can you share a story maybe from the corporate side of a company that came to you and, and you don't have to obviously name the name of the company, but explain what their challenge was, what they were frustrated with and how you were able to help uh, them get to a new level? Yes. Um, we had a company that had a new management team take over and they were a big company. Um, they had lots of departments. None of the departments really were particularly knitted well before. But once the new management co company came in, they had some new leaders, some new important people inside of the company, along mixing with the old company. And there was just uh, a general feeling of distrust and disharmony, I guess. Um, so they rolled out. They started with these team builders that we did um, quarterly for them. And after we'd done two, two team builders, they brought us in to do an employee wellness and fitness program. So they had at least one fitness activity every day, Monday through Wednesday. And then they had two on Thursdays and Fridays. And we did very different ranges of, of activities. Um, they started with just rolling it out where it was optional for anyone to, to just jump into these classes whenever they wanted to. Um, and then they, again, we're not seeing so much buy-in. So they mandated that everybody had to do three um, per week. And, you know, often when you mandate anything, staff are like, oh, my God, I have to do this. This is something new. We're already kind of miserable with the new management. But what they found is once people started going into the classes that people started, you know, bonding and the management, the new management team and the old team started to have something that they were relating with and things just start, started to get easier. And so they, um, we're still working with that company. We've been with them for three years now. Um, and yeah, they, they say that we're an integral part of keeping those teams as new people come in or people go out, um, bonded and, and it's quicker, a quicker turnaround for new people to onboard, basically. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what is the coordinates to get a hold of you? Um, well, our website is um, www.finessecorporatewellness.com. Um, on our website, you can fill in a contact form. You can 
Instagram us. Um, again, it's Finesse Corporate Wellness. Um, any of the social media, it's Finesse Corporate Wellness. Um, but yeah, you can reach us. Um, you can call us uh, 786-412-5380. But any of those mediums, and um, we're happy to talk to anyone. And the first thing we basically do is, as I said before, really find out what it is that your issue is and how we think we might be able to serve it. And if we think we're a great fit for you, then of course we'll uh, give you an estimate for services. Well, Jay, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Leah. I appreciate you having us on. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio. Take care.